We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. WEEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. I am Chris Scheim. Not joined by anybody today. It's a Scheim solo show. Say that five times fast. Uh, but yeah, it's just Scheim today. Uh, we'll be talking Celtics. We'll be talking Bruins with Scott McLaughlin of WEEI.com. Uh, coming up at 830. We're also going to hit on today's slate of NFL football plus the Patriots. So jam-packed, loaded show for one hour. All Just wall-to-wall sports. All day, all night, one hour, wall-to-wall sports. Uh, so the Celtics last night lost to the uh, Orlando Magic, unfortunately. Uh, they lost to the tune of 117-109. The Celtics were 13.5-point favorites in that game going uh, <laughs> going into last night. And, and I had said it yesterday morning on the Greg Hill Show when asked uh, by Courtney Cox where my money was going. 13.5 is just too many points. Uh, I, the Celtics are great. Don't get me wrong. The Celtics are a very, very good basketball team, but coming back from a West Coast road trip and uh, facing a team that, by the way, was on a four-game win streak, like it wasn't just – I understand that the Orlando Magic are the worst road team in basketball. I think Scal said that last night. They were 1-11 entering this game on the road. Um, but it was a team that had won four straight. They had beaten the Raptors twice. They beat the Clippers, and they beat the uh, the Hawks, I believe it was. Uh, in the, in their last four games. And so this is a team I personally believe in form when it comes to teams that play long or yeah, teams that play long seasons. So especially when it comes to basketball and hockey for me, um it it doesn't necessarily apply as much in football because you're playing once a week whereas in basketball hockey you're playing constantly throughout the week. And so I think a team that has good form also lends to good confidence and just lends to natural overall team success. Uh, I think that's why you saw the Bruins. They go on this insane run, and it's because once you get rolling, it's hard to stop. Um, And it's just everybody's confidence is at an all-time high, and you're just moving and grooving, and it's 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 really hard to get slowed down. Uh, and the Celtics found that out last night because the Orlando Magic had the lead in the game, and then it felt like it never went away. I, st- I, caught, I caught the game. I was out to eat last night, and I caught the game right at the uh, about halfway point of the first quarter, and, and I watched the entire rest of the game. And it, the Magic would get out 
14 points, and the Celtics would go on like a 14-4 run. They'd close the gap. They'd get within three, four, five points, and then all of a sudden, Magic back up by 11. And they never lost control of this game. Mo Wagner had 25 points in this game. Uh, Paolo Banchero had uh, 20 in the game. Markel Fultz only had 12. It felt like he was far more impactful. It might have just been the final couple minutes of that game uh, before he fouled out. Uh, he just he felt like he was controlling the game very, very well. Anytime he went to the hoop with the ball, it, it, he seemed to put it in, uh, and it just continued to increase the lead on the Celtics and let that game get farther and farther out of hand. Uh, I, however, came up on the short end of the stick when betting the over in last night's game. Uh, the game was uh, 228, and we landed at 226. Uh, the Celtics needed to hit one, one of those three-pointers, just one and uh, we would have been fine. But, unfortunately, they struggled from three last night, if we're being completely honest. And the worst part for me is that Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon would have combined two of 14 from three. Two of 14! Every every damn time, Marcus Smart gets this wide-open three. He does this little, like, pause, like a little hitch in his his giddy-up, almost like a shimmy, and he gets ready, puts up a three, and just bricks it every time. And then the one time, the one time he hits a three is when there's a dude in his face, he's falling away, and then it's just splash. Just just nothing but net. It's it's so frustrating. And uh, Jason Tatum, he had 31 points uh, in the game last night. It didn't feel like a 31-point performance at, at times. It, it felt like he struggled uh, a little bit in this game. He did have a, a moment where he went hard uh, into the stanchion. Um, and uh, he made a couple good a- effort plays, too. Uh, there was a pass that uh, Horford got, or Horford blocked uh, a shot, threw the ball towards Tatum, and kind of kicked off his leg, and he saved it from going out of bounds. Uh, ended up uh, drawing a foul there, um, and they got free throws. But it-, it-, it felt like a less dominating performance than 31 points would indicate. Jalen Brown, however, was very good in the game. Uh, it felt like every time he touched the ball, the ball was going in. He had 26 points. Uh, unfortunately, though, he had seven turnovers, and that's kind of another killer for this team. They were horrible from three last night, and Jalen Brown turned the ball over a ton. So the Boston Celtics are actually going to draw the Orlando Magic again tomorrow. If you're a better like myself, I haven't seen a line out for this yet, so if you see one, please feel free to text in 37937. Give us a call if you want to weigh in on the Celtics at all today, 617-779-7937. I I haven't seen a line yet for Sunday's game, but if it's 10-plus points again, I'm taking the the magic. It's it's hard to, to bet against them right now. I understand, again, I am fully aware of how good this Celtics team has been and is. I believe that they are a very good team. But right now, in this weekend series with the Magic, the Magic are right now are playing like the better team. They've just they've now won five in a row after beating you last night. They get you again. I I understand you're lucky enough that it's in Boston again. Which, by the way, very weird scheduling that you get the same team at home two games in a row with only a day in between. I don't I don't understand that scheduling. Good job NBA. Whatever. Um, but they did this earlier in the season with the Heat. Where they would, they actually, the Celtics actually won Game One. They lost Game Two uh, in overtime uh, against them because I think that was the Jimmy Butler return, if I if I'm not mistaken, uh, in that second game. So I, I just, I, if the if the spread is ten or more points, I want the Magic, and I'm also not going to shy away from betting the over again. We were, I felt like I had the right the right lean, right? The way the Celtics had played all year, uh, the way I felt. 
the Magic had been playing up until this point. I felt like going with the over uh, definitely was the right play. So as soon as those lines come out, they should come out either late tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, look for the Celtics. They'll play the Magic tomorrow at home at 3 o'clock. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I, I, like the, I like the Magic with the points as long as it's 10 or more. I want the Magic in the over. So there you go. There's a, there's a shine betting tip for tomorrow. We'll look ahead, non-football related, because uh, all I feel like I give out nowadays is uh, hockey and football bets. So I needed to make sure I got an NBA bet out there for you. But speaking of football, it is it is the most wonderful time of the year because we finally have football, actual NFL football. On Saturdays again. We have three Saturday games today. The Colts go to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Ravens go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And the Dolphins head up to chilly-ass Buffalo to take on the Bills. I, uh, I'm i very excited for today's slate of NFL games. Uh, I do have uh, I do have wagers um, that have been placed and will be placed uh, on these games. Uh, most importantly, that Miami-Buffalo game, because I think that matters a lot for your New England Patriots as well, uh, especially when you look at the standings. It's kind of it's an interesting thought, right? The, the Miami Dolphins right now are 8-5. and five. They have the Bills today, and then they get the Packers, which, you know, should be uh, an easier game. It's in Miami as well. You don't have to go up to Lambeau. Then you draw the Patriots and the Jets as the Miami Dolphins. There's a chance. I actually think, uh, I haven't looked at this, but I think there's actually a chance that the Miami Dolphins could miss the playoffs. And if you had told me this five weeks ago, I would have said you're insane. They're probably going to be in the uh, AFC Championship game. And to my surprise, they have struggled of late. They struggled against the Chargers. For goodness sakes, they had heaters on the sidelines in 58-degree weather. My brother, you are going to Buffalo this week. It is going to be real feel. 18 degrees in Buffalo. 18 Oh, and by the way, there's going to be snow. Uh, I believe it started snowing in Buffalo last night. I haven't checked the uh, AccuWeather report for Buffalo um, uh, yet this morning. But, yes, currently dealing with snow, precipitation right now. Uh, I don't know how much has accumulated up to this point, but it was supposed to have started snowing last night. Lake effect snow, so it's completely unpredictable. Uh, Start snowing late last night uh, and go all the way into... Monday morning. I think the final pro- projection was 10 to 18 inches. So you're probably looking around game time with five or six inches of snow minimum would be my assumption. And this is, I, I'm not Chris Curtis. I am not a weather smoke by any means, um, but uh, that would be my guess. Right now, if you wanted to uh, sprinkle a couple shekels on something, Miami Dolphins are plus 225. To not make the playoffs, so it's you're you're kind of in this interesting spot, um, especially if you're a Patriots fan. Where if you think the Patriots could get in, a team has to drop out. The Cincinnati Bengals or the Baltimore Ravens. It seems like neither one of them is going to drop out. Baltimore has done an excellent job at just winning games. I, they haven't been pretty. Lamar hasn't played great uh, when he was in. Now he's out injured. Tyler Huntley is expected to start in Cleveland, uh, but they, they ended up beating the Steelers because they just ran the ball down the Steelers' throats. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think that the Ravens or the Bengals are really going to drop out of the playoff picture. 
And then you have the Chargers who beat Miami. I guess they have a shot to get in now if you believe in Justin Herbert still. Uh, I, I definitely believe in Herbert. I just don't know if I believe in Brandon Staley. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting one. And then you still have the Jets who could easily make the playoffs. So between Miami, the Jets, the Patriots, and Chargers, one of those teams is going to miss. Um, or two of those teams is going to miss because the Bengals or Ravens will get the one of the wild card seeds. Two of those teams are going to miss. So if I'm if you're telling me that there's almost like a 50-50 shot, Miami might not make the playoffs, and I'm getting them at plus 225, I'm kind of interested because, as, as I said, you get in Buffalo – today you get to you draw the green bay packers at home which should be a win so maybe you're looking at nine and six after next week and then you have patriots jets you could conceivably drop both of those games and go to nine and eight i i it's it's weird and then it would come down to tiebreakers uh the pats and dolphins would then be tied at one game apiece so go down to the next tiebreaker i don't know all the nfl tiebreakers i don't pretend to know i'm not gonna pretend to know um so i don't know exactly how that would work but there's a chance that it's like three teams in the afc are nine and eight or ten and seven in the final week and we're gonna come down to tiebreakers on who actually gets into the playoffs which is uh insane the afc wild card race is far closer than i thought it would be at this point uh the chargers have kind of hung around the patriots have kind of hung around um and the jets the Jets are still winning games, shockingly enough. Uh, no Mike White, though. They uh, they, they get to deal with Zach Wilson again this week. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad. I have I have Garrett Wilson in fantasy playoffs. I just it spelled dealt it spelt death for myself uh, with that one. But again, the, the most important game of the night tonight is the Bills and the Dolphins. Bills currently seven point favorites uh, at home for the Dolphins. There will be lake effects now. I don't I don't see an avenue in which the Miami Dolphins have a path to win this game. I just don't. It's it's hard to envision that they didn't they refused to run the ball against the LA Chargers last week. And now you get the Buffalo Bills who are one of the better defenses in football and you're not going to run the ball against them in snowy weather. I it I I don't think you're going to be able to beat them with Tua Tyreek and Waddle like you did in Miami earlier in the season. That game earlier in the season, by the way, Buffalo offensively dominated that game. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards. The time of possession was wildly in favor of the Buffalo Bills. They just made a couple red zone mistakes. I, Josh Allen is too good this late in the season, too good in Buffalo, too good in the cold to be worried about this Miami team. And I love Mike McDaniel. I really do. I want... I want to hope that he's a good football coach because he he gives hope to all the nerds out there. But my brother, you said, I, I believe the quote was, and now I might be par- paraphrasing a little bit, we're not taking note of the weather. I don't know. I'm not an NFL head coach. Never thought I was. But if I was going to Buffalo... Uh, in the winter, in the month of December, um, you know, a week or so before Christmas, I would probably, just a thought, keep track of the weather because lake effect snow is wild. You might want to prepare. I think it was Cameron Wolf, had, uh, one of the beat writers for the Dolphins, had tweeted out, Miami was practicing indoors with the ACs blasting. Producer Nick, do you know how cold it got in that building with the ACs blasting? 
Uh, like 62? Yeah, they said low 60s, high 50s. <laughs> yes, that's definitely going to prepare you for 18-degree real feel. My cult favorite classic movie, MacGruber, that he watched and was like laughing with me. Oh, wow. Did, did Keith know about that? I bet him and Keith are like best friends now. That's also Keith's favorite movie. So there you go. Um, 617-779-7937. You want to talk Celtics. You want to talk t- today's NFL slate of games. Uh, we'll also touch on the Patriots coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, we also have Scott McLaughlin of WEI.com joining us to talk Bruins at 830. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up with uh, some of my favorite bets of the day in today's NFL slate. Uh, but right now, let's get to trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WEEI. We are right back to the WEEI Producers Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Slay bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane. Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. WEEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. If you want to get on the show, 617-779-7937. You can text in 37937. Somebody already on the text line yelling at me about the Celtics. Says they're going to win by 20 tomorrow. Awful bet. Well, you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. All right? The Magic have won five in a row. Five. Also, double digits in the NBA is not great to bet anyway. No. I it's I have this general rule of thumb too. Like it's even in football, a lot of the times when there's double digit underdogs, I tend to lean towards the underdog just because if you're going to give me 14 points, I mean, look at the Houston Texans last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Like every team is susceptible. No team is a wagon except maybe the Kansas City Chiefs, who are favored by 14 against the Houston Texans again uh, this week. That one's a safe one. Yeah, that one. That one. I might actually bet on the Chiefs. Uh, so yeah, so six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to join, uh, Scott McLaughlin's going to hop on in about five minutes with us to talk some Bruins. 
uh, get us ready for today's game uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, that game is at 1 o'clock this afternoon over at the Garden. So, Nick, we were, we were talking about the, the Bills and the Dolphins. What was the uh, little stat you told me about Tua in cold weather? Oh, so sorry. Tua's QBR in cold in the four cold weather games, 61.4. So it was actually warmer in the bubble <laughs> that they were playing in than his QBR is in cold in cold weather games. Good God. So, like, this Miami Dolphins team wasn't meant for December, January. As much as they want you to believe that they were, they just weren't. You look at them, the fast tracks that they want to play on, they want to play in domes and they want to play in warm weather. They are a team that, that just lives on, on creating this insane amount of space for themselves between guys like Tua or uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and even guys like Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are players that want to play in space when running the football. They're not guys that want to get dirty. They're not guys that want to like hit hard. And on top of that, Miami's dealing with problems on their offensive line. Like Teron Armstead is literally being held together by duct tape. It's 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 a tough scene for Miami. So Buffalo being seven point favorites makes sense for me. Seven's a little high just because I, I prefer the under. The under right now is forty three and a half in the game. Um, I'll give you my my lock in bet for that game uh, coming up in the final segment of the show. Uh, let's go to the phones here real quick. Uh, let's go to Shane on the Cape. What's up, Shane? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Happy holidays. Same um, So, real quick, we got some injured reserve wide receivers. We're a little thin on the active roster. I just wanted to kind of like poke a finger over at Christian Wilkerson, who was a kind of a star early on and really connected with Mac Jones. Um, what do you think it's going to take to get him going here in the, if we do get a chance to go to the postseason and, and kind of why he's been shut out all season long? All right, Shane, thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to be co- completely honest. I don't think Christian Wilkerson's going to see the field uh, the rest of the way. Like Unless, unless the Patriots get ruled out of the playoffs, I, I unfortunately just – I think there's too many bodies already in the room, right? You're looking at Tyquan Thornton, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker. So that's five. On top of the fact that you've now added Marcus Jones into the mix. On top of that, on, you also have Ramondre. Damian Harris will be coming off uh, IR and playing eventually. Uh, you, and you also have the two rookie running backs in Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong. There's just too many skill guys, and that's not even including your tight ends in Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. So there's just too many other guys already that want to touch the football that the Patriots have clearly identified as being better than Wilkerson that I I just I don't think those he's going to play a factor at all. Like I don't he's not going to touch the field. I I do think that the Patriots offense has a has a chance here to hopefully turn things around, right? I don't the Raiders have outside of the pass rush which is, you know, Eh, not good for the Patriots' offensive line. Uh, the Raiders haven't been great on defense this year. You can beat them, right? They, you can run the football on them, and that's kind of where it's going to start. If Damian Harris plays in this game, I expect him to get a lot of touches. If not, I think you're going to see a lot of Kevin Harris in this game. Angry runs, strong runs out of Kevin Harris, and then the Pierre Strong to kind of mix in. Um, I don't expect Ramondre to play in this game. I think the questionable tag is a bit of a red herring, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, this team's a little bit banged up. There's no two ways about it. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, they can get healthy and, and try and sneak in the playoffs. It's going to be tough, though, man. You just you have such a tough schedule down the stretch. You really needed to pull out a win in that Green Bay game, or or somehow beat the the Bears earlier in the season. 
And unfortunately, you weren't able to do that, right? Now you draw Las Vegas, who has, as Nick Costas told us yesterday on the Greg Hill Show, has the worst coach in football, which is wild, by the way. <laughs> he thinks Josh McDaniels is the worst coach in football. But they have some of the most talented players in football. And then you draw Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo three straight weeks, and Cincinnati looks freaking like an absolute wagon right now, in my opinion. Miami, though, that's the winnable game, right? So if you come out of here 2-2 two and two out of these last four and put yourself at 9-8, and eight, again, I think there's a shot 9-8 and eight teams can get in with tiebreakers. And so ultimately, it's going to boil down to those. But let's talk some Bruins. Let's pivot right now. Let's go to the Harbor One Hotline. Joining us right now from WEI.com is the one and only Scott McLaughlin. Scott, good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Chris? I am wonderful. Uh, Bruins host the Blue Jackets today at the Garden. Uh, puck drop at 1 o'clock uh, for the people out there. They lost in a shootout to the Kings. They've now had two shootout losses at home. Those are their only two losses at home. They're still getting points, however. Those points are end up going to end up mattering later in the season. But it, there's no like fear that this team is like, ah, uh, we're slowing down. They seem to get gassed later in that game. Are they getting worn out at all from just all of this, uh, just the games played at this point throughout the season? No, I think it's just kind of one of those little slides you hit during the course of the season. Um, you know, the two shell losses at home have come against, have come against playoff teams. You know, we know Vegas is really good. Kings aren't as good, but they are still, you know, kind of fringe playoff team in the West. Um, you, you mix in a really weird loss to Arizona uh, out at the out of the Arizona State Arena. Um, that's a game where they they outshot the Coyotes forty six to sixteen, and you know lose on a missed icing call at the end. So yeah, like they've lost three of their last six games, but I don't think it's I don't think there's much reason to be overly concerned. Um, this has been you know a little bit of a weird week for them coming back from the West Coast. They really hadn't practiced. Uh, much at all. Even yesterday ended up being an optional practice. So um, not a lot of practice time. And I think, you know, that they weren't going to keep winning every game at home forever. So I think, you know, just kind of a minor slide. Now, if they go and lose to Columbus today, then then maybe there's a little bit more reason for concern because Columbus is a, a really bad team. Yeah, Columbus has not been good this year. Uh, I think this is an opportunity, almost a get-right game for the Bruins. Columbus 10-17-2 on the season. Uh, you look at David Pasternak. He is playing out of his mind. He has 40 points already for the Bruins this year, 19 goals and 21 assists. Is he simply just making his price tag go higher and higher? And he's it, Was he okay with this entering the season? Like, it Was this kind of his plan, him knowing how talented he is and how successful he could be this year, and just kind of, especially with David Krejci being back and then also being able to mix in playing with Bergeron and Marchand? Was he prepared to just absolutely light it up this year to, to make his price tag be as high as it possibly could? Yeah, it, you know, I don't think he was opposed to signing before the season if there was, you know, an offer that really came in that kind of, met the price tag that he, he maybe had in mind. Um, but when that didn't really happen, then, yeah, I think he was totally comfortable going through the year. He said multiple times, like, you know, I'm, I'm signed through this season, so there's not really any rush. And from his end, there, there's not, because like you said, his, he's only making more money for himself. He's certainly, you know, unless he, you know, God forbid, there's some sort of serious injury or something, like, He's he's not going to hurt his price tag at this point. So the urgency in terms of getting a deal done is way more on the Bruins side than it is on on Pasternak's, who 
even if he ultimately is planning to to stay in Boston, which I I think does remain his preference, um, you know, he can do that at, at the end of the year. Like, obviously, he's not getting traded. This is a team that's competing for the Cubs, so they're, they're going to hold on to him no matter what happens in the, in the negotiations. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's definitely no rush until or unless the Bruins uh, meet whatever price point he, he has in mind. The other guy that's been playing really, really well of late, uh, that's Taylor Hall. Uh, he has been excellent this season. He has 23 points already, uh, and he's been bounced around. He played on the second line a little bit, but then he's been, especially as of late, primarily on that third line. It, has he really kind of embraced that third-line winger spot and just kind of been okay? I mean, this guy was a former MVP, and now he's playing on the third line of the Boston Bruins. Is he Has he really kind of just embraced that and is just totally okay and prepared to do whatever he can? Yeah, I think he's had a, a great attitude about it. Uh, you know, he said basically right off the bat that he didn't view it as a demotion, that he wanted to help wherever he was. And he's still playing, you know, his 15, 16, 17 minutes a game. He's still in the second power play unit. Um, you know, he'll he'll get moved up for a spot shift here and there. So, yeah, like, like you said, he's been awesome. He has 10 points in the last eight games and has added – that adds so much depth when you can put someone like Taylor Hall in the third line because really no other team in the NHL has that. And it, like, it reminds me of when the, the Penguins won that first Stanley Cup a few, few years back. I think that was 2016. Um, they had Phil Kessel on their third line. That was like prime Phil Kessel. And it's like, well, what are you supposed to do about that if you're matching up against them? And there's, there's some of that with, with Taylor Hall in the third line where it's like, what what team's going to be able to match up with something like that? Um, you know, it, it certainly gives them that they had they had a third line that was playing well anyways even before this move, and now it gives you probably the best third line in hockey. So, the Bruins have are playing at like a historic pace. I'm full of, fully aware of that, but I am still of the mind that you need to make a move and continue to improve your team here. Uh, you know, prior to getting getting anywhere close to the playoffs, and, and to give yourself even more depth, Do, is there any chance that they make a move? There's there's rumors out there about you know uh, the Blackhawks guys, Taves, Kane. I I think this team wants to should add a another big body defenseman. I want another penalty killer. I want an, basically like another maybe even more skilled Derek Forbert type of that ilk. Uh, is there any guy out there that this team can look at and target and be like, yeah, we need to go get that to upgrade here before uh, before they really get going in the second half of the season? Yeah, I think that they might wait out the market a little bit. Obviously, when you're playing this well, you you have that luxury of not needing to do anything, you know, immediately. Um, you know, Taves or Kane, those, I, I just don't see how those are going to be realistic for them. They have virtually no cap space right now. They will accrue a little bit more before the deadline, but like they would have to move out some serious salary in order to bring one of those guys in. Even if you do, you know, retain salary and involve a third team, like even if you do all that, they'd still have to free up money. Um, I'm kind of with you that I think defense is probably where you would look to add first. Um, you know, Jacob Zaboral is their seventh defenseman right now, and he was pretty inconsistent when he was playing early in the season. Now he hasn't played and in almost a month now that they've been healthy on defense. It looked like he was maybe going to get in the other night because Hampus Lindholm was sick, but Lindholm ended up playing. Um, so if they're not really super confident in Zaboral, and I 
think there's probably good reason for them not to be, then, yeah, you, you would want to add because you know there's going to be an injury on defense at some point. That's been a reality for this team every year. Um, you know, one name that I think is out there right now is Luke Shen in Vancouver, uh, who, you know, Van- Vancouver's in a – I feel like Vancouver's always in a weird situation where they're not really sure if, if they're going to sell or not. They're sort of like just outside the playoff race in the Western Conference, but his name's already kind of been floated out there. So that would be that'd be one to keep an eye on, but I'm sure that there'll be more. There's always – there's always depth defensemen available, and there's always teams looking for them. Linus Olmark has had a ridiculous, ridiculous performance so far this season. 17-1-1. One one. Like, the guy is playing out of control good. Did the Bruins really expect him to be this good when they signed him to that contract last year? Or was this kind of just a hope and a projection on what Linus could end up being? Yeah, I think there was some projection there because he really hadn't – he hadn't really – been like a number one for a full season he had you know he had dealt with some injuries he had split time in buffalo but he had good numbers when he was healthy there and you know on a bad team so it it didn't always show up in the wins or even the goals against but his underlying numbers are pretty good so i think they're you know they were betting on that he was someone with some experience so they viewed that as you know that they didn't want to have the two young kids in swayman and vladar they wanted someone with a little more experience so that signing you know, we thought at the time they probably paid too much, but you understood why they were doing it. Well, now it, it doesn't look like they're paying him too much at all. Now he looks like a, a bargain because he's having a Vezina Trophy caliber season. Um, I don't think any anyone could have predicted he would have been this good, but, you know, they certainly thought there was some potential and, and, and a lot of ability there. Are you concerned with how much he's played? He's already played 21 games. Uh, you know, we want him to be healthy and, and rested and ready for when the playoffs do eventually come because his team is going to be in the playoffs. Do you expect Jeremy Swayman to get more time on the ice or do you expect Omar to just continue at this pace? I think they want to have more of a balance and I think they will at some point. Um, you know, Omar has looked and felt fine. You know, I don't think it's an issue right now, but to your point, you want to make sure it doesn't become an issue in March, April, May. So they're going to want to have more balance. And, and But, you know, Jeremy Swayman's going to have to be the one who kind of earns that balance. He's been he's been a little inconsistent this year. And his most recent start was last Friday in Arizona, and he gave up four goals and 16 shots. Allmark starts the next three games. So, you know, that kind of tells me, like, they weren't super comfortable going back to Swayman right away. Now, I... I expect Swayman to start today, um, especially with the, thir- the turnaround from a Thursday night to Saturday afternoon. Uh, you know, nothing official yet, but that'd be my guess. And this, is a re- this will be a, you know, you called it earlier, a, a get-right game. For Swayman especially, it should be a get-right game if he does get the start. Scott McLaughlin of WEI.com joins us to talk Bruins. Scott, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, go I- enjoy the rest of your day prior to the game, and en- enjoy the game today. Hopefully the Bruins can uh, dominate. It'll be a no-sweat performance on all accounts, uh, and everybody's happy. Scott, thank you so much. Yeah, will do. Thanks for having me. That was Scott McLaughlin of WEI.com right here on the producer's show uh, talking Bruins. You want to get in on the Bruins, the Celtics, today's NFL slate, the Patriots, anything you want to talk to talk about, wall-to-wall sports here, Nick, 617-779-7937. We got one more segment to go. I've got my best NFL bets and an NHL bet of the weekend for you coming up next.
right back to it. The WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Welcome back to the WEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original. We got Ken and Curtis up next uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, and make sure to tune in tomorrow, WEI Football Sunday with Gresh. We, uh, wow, I almost combined the two names. Keith Gresh and, and Wiggy. Weef. Yeah, <laughs> Gresh and Weef. Uh Gresh, Wiggy, and Keith. Uh, they'll be on from 10 to 1 for WEI Football Sunday. They'll get you ready for the NFL Sunday slate. I'm here to get you ready for the NFL Saturday slate. So let's talk some bets, okay? First of all, this first game of the day is an absolute trap. This screams, don't touch it. You have, first of all, uh, Jeff Saturday playing on a Saturday, which is hilarious, or coaching on a Saturday. No longer Jeff Sunday. Yeah, no longer Jeff Sunday. He is officially Jeff Saturday again. Uh, the Colts are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in Minnesota against the Vikings. The Colts stink, but the Vikings are the biggest fraud team in football. Like, they are, it's, oh, it is disgusting how big of a fraud the Vikings are. That's another game the Patriots should have won um, uh, earlier in the season. That's that's kind of a buzzkill now. Because this, I don't think, uh, this is, this Minnesota team is the perfect team to bet against in, like, the first round of the playoffs. None of their measurables are any good. They're, like, 23rd in DVOA. Uh, they, they have an, a, a horrendous an absolutely horrendous point differential for a what are they 10 and 3 they have a minus 1 point differential at 10 and 3 you're 10 and 3 and you have a negative point differential ugh this team is such a fraud so i don't this screams trap to me i'm not touching indianapolis and in my in minnesota at all don't I, I don't recommend it you if you have a feeling on it go for it it is in minnesota so it will be in a dome i don't hate the idea of maybe playing some props you know that's the prop game you think that's the prop game? Yeah. I, I like Jonathan Taylor scoring in that one. Matt Ryan over like 255 in a dome. They're going to be trailing the whole time. Well, so time. here's the other thought, too. If you like a lot of props in this game, if you're looking at it, you like a lot of numbers, I would also recommend taking a look at the total. The total right now, uh, I believe, is 47.5. If you feel like there are a lot of prop opportunities, that then generally in turn means that it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game. Uh, and so I would look at maybe playing the over right now, uh, but only like 40% of the money is actually on the over. 55% of the bets, though, are on the over. So uh, some sharp money there on the under, so just be careful with that. But if you like a lot of the props, I would probably take a look at the over as well. But that, for me, is a total stay-away game. Then you go to Baltimore and Cleveland. I want the Baltimore Ravens plus 2.5. Right now, you're getting them at even money. They just don't want to make Deshaun Watson a three-point favorite. That's basically what they're telling you. They they should, or I'm sorry, they don't want to make him anything less than two and a half. They want that hook. They don't want it to come down. Here's the thing. I This Ravens team, as I said, is just finding ways to win football games. They're finding ways to win football games one way or another. John Harbaugh is not costing his team with the decisions he's making. Tyler Huntley Cleared concussion protocol, is expected to play in this game. The Ravens showed last week, J.K. Dobbins, even though he's on like one leg, and, and Gus Edwards are able to run the football. I think they can have some success against a horrendous Cleveland team that 
made people a lot of money betting against them earlier in the season. Uh, so I'm going to take the Ravens plus two and a half. This to me screams Ravens might actually win like at the buzzer with a Justin Tucker field goal. And it's some ugly score of 17 to 16 or something stupid. So uh, I like the Ravens getting two and a half in that game. And then the big game of the night, in my opinion, the big prop game is the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Weather Bills. changed in this one, by the way. Updated weather forecast. Ooh, please. Two inches an hour of snow, uh, two inches per hour of snow during the game. Wow. Yeah. So as of 6.30 a.m. per Patrick Hammer, awesome name, by the way, chief meteorologist at uh, WGRZ in Buffalo, uh, eight inches as of 6.30 this morning in Buffalo already. He also tweeted out pictures at 7.30 of the Highmark Stadium sign outside the Bills Stadium. It's like half covered in snow. This game is going to be Awesome. It's going to be a disaster for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are straight up going to bully in this game. Now, seven to me in a snowstorm is just too many points. So instead, I like the Bills money line and just pairing it with the under. The two combined right now, plus 150. The under has dropped precipitously Better get as well. on it quick. Yeah, you, you, if you, if you want to bet this game, you might as well do it now if you can. If you're uh, listening in New Hampshire or Rhode Island or anything like that. You want to bet it right away because this number is going to go down more. If you're in Massachusetts, get somewhere where you can bet because we can't do that here for another couple of months. Pain in my soul. Luckily, uh, I got two or five minutes before they took it off the board. There you go. So uh, under 43 and the Buffalo Bills money line right now is a plus 150 parlay. I absolutely love that. In terms of props, I want the uh, Devin Singletary over 42.5 rushing yards and the James Cook over 26.5 rushing yards. To me, this screams run the football, dominate Miami. Miami's defense has not been great against the run. They've not been great in general. Um, And so I think, again, I think Buffalo has an opportunity here to bully the Miami Dolphins and just be the bigger, badder football team at home in the snow. I I love it. I want both uh, Bills running backs on the over here. And then in the passing game, they took Tua off the board. It was originally 237 passing yards. Uh, If that number comes back, if it's anything close to 237, I want the under. Uh, Again, I I am betting against the pass and betting on the run in this game. So in tune with that, a number that's not off the board. Right now, Tyreek Hill set at 76.5 receiving yards. I want the under on Tyreek Hill receiving yards. I just don't think they're going to be able to throw the football. Now, if there was a Tyreek Hill rushing yards prop, you might you might have piqued my interest because I think you're going to see a couple end arounds or a, any kind of opportunity to get the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands that doesn't involve Tua actually throwing it to him through the snow. Uh, from the 774, Scrim just ranted about gambling so hard he is losing his voice. Yep, that's what happens. That is exactly what happens. I am, uh, you know, I am uh, I'm new to the solo man shows. I've only done three or four of these in my uh, young uh, radio career. So I just talk a lot of the times. I, I have a bad You Nick. talk during your talk show? Yeah, it's it's a funny thing how that works. Uh, I, uh, I also just, uh, I have a hard time stopping. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to stop talking 90% of the time in real life, too. I was going to say, like, that's this just is, a you thing. Yeah, this is not, this is, <laughs> this is not a, uh, a producer's show phenomenon. This is just me in general. So, in, in totality, I love the Bills and the under in this game. I love over on rushing props, under on receiving props and passing yard props for Tua and the Dolphins. 
Uh, I like the Ravens plus two and a half today, and I love, love, love the Bruins. NHL bet for you to end the day. Bruins laying a puck and a half on the puck line. One and a half. Uh, minus 155. You got to lay a little juice there, but it's worth it. The Bruins are the best team on the puck line all year. They're going to continue that today. Columbus stinks. That has been the producer show here on WEI Boston Sports Original. Ken Laird, the boss man, and Chris Curtis are up next. Keep it locked in right here. They'll also get you NFL, NFL action right here on WEI later this afternoon after the Bradfoe Show. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.